Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Art Life, the podcast with John Bishop from John Bishop Fine Art. Welcome. I'm glad you're back. Listen, i uh, got a lot to share with you today. Um, we are about to start the move. We're about uh, a week out from our trip to Romania. Uh, we will be gone for just over three weeks and uh, have a lot, a lot to do. We have, uh, we found a place to leave the cat. Thank you to Deborah Ellington and uh, for that. Uh, we've got somebody checking on the house and, and, and checking on the car. There's just so much that has to go into a long, a long trip like this. And then, of course, we're looking at, you know, heat in 100 degrees every day. So all of our plants will be dead when we come home. We're pretty much uh, assured of that. We do have a neighbor that's going to try and squirt the grass now and again. So all of that's happening, and we're now starting to pack. We, are, we feel totally unprepared for this trip, and yet we are very prepared for this trip at the same time. Uh, we're going to be flying from Houston to Istanbul and then Istanbul on to, to Bucharest. Uh, and in this three weeks, we have to finalize the establishment of a Romanian company. We have to uh, uh, open a bank account. We have to find an accountant. We have to uh, check out the art scene around Bucharest uh, and in the country. And uh, we might even look at some real estate. Um, Bogdan's family lives in a little village just outside of Bucharest and there is a property available with a house on it and so far from Google Maps it looks wonderful to me. So it just depends on whether or not it's affordable and available. Uh, so uh, it's going to make it, what makes it easy is having that family there, that extended family in Romania because otherwise, you know, we'd be on our own. We can't make plans from far away. We don't know people. We don't, we can't truly avoid all the scammers and things like that. So it really, really helps to have family there and to be accepted by them. That, uh, that I can't tell you how huge that is for me. But if you're new to the podcast, if, if you haven't been following us, you may not know what I'm talking about. So let me give you a little bit of a background. Uh, we started an art business in 2015. We moved home from abroad. We were living in Russia at the time. And we moved back to help out with mom and dad. And we said, you know what? This is crazy. We're gonna, we need to be available for mom and dad. Let's just do what we've always wanted to do and start this art business, this creative business. And we've been doing it ever since. Um, it has been wonderful. It has been a, a huge learning curve. Uh, and uh, we're having a, a great time. But the, and, and every year we get better, right? Uh, every year we sell more, we make more, uh, we meet more uh, collectors and uh, we, we make more income and every year gets better, but we're still not at the point um, that we can completely live off the earnings of the business. We come close, there are months that we do and months that we don't, but we, all, we have some savings uh, and, and we were left some, some money when mom and dad passed. Um, and so that gets us through the rough spots and we're just scraping by. 
And to me, that means we're, we're at a time where it's, it's time to make a change. Uh, I think any small businessman or woman knows that when you start a business, you're going to have to subsidize it in some way. You're not going to be a success right away. And that takes time. And, and I think the Small Business Association said it would take three to five years. Well, we've passed that now. <laughs> and, and again, we, we are not at the point where we never make a profit. But, you know, during COVID and things, there have been a few years that we have been in the red. And um, uh, that has helped us with taxes and health care and things like that. But it's not sustainable long term. Um, so we have to, I, this may sound like a, a, a pretty obvious uh, conclusion, but I think it's time that we, a, we are able to earn enough from the business to live off the business. And we need to make that happen. So if, if it's time for a change. And that change could take the form of, well, well, we'll go get day jobs again. We'll return to the corporate life or to, to day jobs. Um, and neither was, I, I, we don't want to do that. I, I can't even, even imagine after this many years of, of being a kind of a solo entrepreneur and, and self-made, self-employed uh, freelancer, that I could ever go back to holding a job and, and, and not be able to do something because I have to be at work that day or not take advantage of an opportunity because I can't get time off work. Uh, that, that to me is so foreign at this point. I'm not sure I could ever do it. Not to mention I'm 62. There's, there's a diminished job market for 62-year-olds. There's also gig work, and that holds some interest to me. For example, if someone were to call and say, we want you to come for six months and set up a, a library for our new school that we're building, th that might be fun. It'd be good money and, and be interesting work, but it's for a limited period of time. Uh, Bogdan works in television. Um, you know, if he worked on a series for a season, a TV series, that, that might be fun for him and good money as well. So, yeah, those, those kinds of things are possibilities, but going back to a full-time, nine-to-five day job, I just can't see that happening. I'm sorry if that makes me <laughs> shallow or something, but um, it's not going to happen. Um, so the, another option is that we just, well, we sell more. We make more money than we're making now, and that sounds good, but it's harder to do than, than one might expect. The problem, of course, is that what we're selling, art, is, is considered a luxury item. You don't need art. It's not like you go to the fridge, oops, we're out of art. Um, so people don't buy art unless they have expendable income and they really fall in love with it. We're looking at a time of, of possible recession. We've got the war going on in Ukraine. We've got all kinds of weird politics going on here. People don't feel safe and secure after so many years of COVID. And now we've got monkeypox and the whole world seems unsafe and, and unsure. Uh, I'm not sure that that is a great sign for art in the future. However, I must say, it seems as though art fairs and art shows are back. 
and uh, people seem to be selling and making money. So fingers crossed it won't hurt us too much. Uh, but it's such a passive way to face a business, right? You're just dependent upon sales and, and that takes a whole lot of money and time in, in advertising and in marketing and um, location. Uh, it's, there's, a whole, there's a whole kind of world around that business model. So just to say, turn it up, make more, raise your prices, that may work, it may not. Uh, but we can certainly try that. Uh, but we need to make sure that, you know, if we're not making enough money off the business, it's just a hobby, right? And, and they're actually, the government steps in after a period of time and says, you know what, you're not making money. You can't call this a business. That's what business is. And so uh, we, need to, we need to ensure that we're not just bankrolling an expensive hobby, that we actually are making enough money to support ourselves off of this, this business adventure. And so if we're not getting a day job, we can't just go out and make more money. Uh, and we don't have guaranteed gigs coming. Well, what else are we going to do? One of the things would be to change the business. Obviously, we don't want to do that. We started the business mostly in video production and photography commercial, uh, commercially, and we found that to be very, very problematic, uh, not just because the customers don't really have a value and appreciation for what you're doing and what it costs, uh, but people are doing it themselves. I mean, people now have cameras and, and access to, to video and editing software and things. People are doing a lot of that themselves and don't necessarily need an outsider as much as they did in the past. So another, another thing would be just to move where the money is. Move where we can make enough to live off of. Because we have a house here, we love our house here. It's about 70 miles from Houston. It made sense because we were across the street from mom and dad while they were alive. Now it doesn't make sense. And we said, well, we'll just sell our house here and move closer to Houston. We can't do that. We can't afford that. Uh, the way the market is running now, oh my gosh, things are way too expensive. So we can't actually move closer. We can move about as far away or farther away and, and buy something more inexpensively. But we're moving further and further away from our market, by, from our collectors, from our studio. And uh, that will mean less income, not more. So we thought, okay, well, if we can't move closer to Houston if, or, or any other big city, uh, if we move someplace very rural and very kind of isolated, yeah, we can afford to move to a place like that. But then there's no market. There's no access. We've become completely lost in, in, you know, in the countryside somewhere. And uh, with, with maybe even with spotty access to the Internet. Who knows? So we can't just move someplace rural in the United States, but we can move abroad where our money would go a lot farther. And so we looked at, we did a couple of reconnaissance trips to Mexico, 
Mexico is wonderful, and yes, you can live more cheaply, but it's not that much cheaper. And there's a real problem moving things across the border with the United States, because you still say, well, I'll have the U.S. as a market, but you can't take art across the border without spending a lot of money and, and difficulty in, in getting things through customs and, and all of that uh, import. And that would be true for a lot of countries, uh, but certainly is also true for Mexico. Um, plus, we don't have anybody in Mexico. I mean, I speak the language, but I can certainly make it through in Spanish. And I love Mexico. I would live there in a heartbeat. But we don't know anybody there. We don't really have an inn. We have a few friends in Mexico City. Um, but uh, that's pretty much it. The, uh, but another opportunity is Romania. We could move to Romania. And that in itself sounds a little strange because Romania is a fairly poor country and why would you, you want to talk about isolated from your collectors. Uh, so on the face value, you say, wait a minute, that seems like a terrible idea. But then we started to explore. Obviously, we have Bogdan and his family. Bogdan is Romanian. He has Romanian passport. Uh, things, he has access to things that I don't as an American. They won't, they won't accept our marriage, our gay marriage. So I would have to go to Romania as a tourist or as a resident, but then I would have to stay there. I couldn't leave for, until I got citizenship, uh, which is what happened to us in, in New Zealand. And I can't, I can't make a living as a tourist. Uh, I can't earn money as a tourist. So one option is to, for me to open a business in Romania, and then that business will give me a visa to travel and stay in Romania for longer periods of time. And I don't have to live there as my permanent residence. So I don't have to stay there all the time. And I can come and go and I can make a living there. Now that seems like a lot to do for a visa. But Romania has recently made that really, really attractive, particularly to Americans in, the, in some other countries, uh, that they really want to encourage people to come into Romania because so many people left Romania when the, they became part of the European Union. People left to try and find better jobs in other European countries. And they haven't all come home yet. So they're trying to in, entice people particularly in the realm of digital nomads and high-tech careers, um, to come to Romania and open businesses. So they've made it really, really easy. Uh, so we've started that process. We've talked to the attorneys. We now have established uh, we can keep the name Bubarusa Productions in Romania as well. And we're opening a limited liability company uh, as a partnership with Bogdan and I. And um, that will allow me to get this kind of visa. The process for opening, an, opening a business takes about three days. I think we spent a total of 700 euro to an attorney. We could have done it ourselves, but that would have been a nightmare. Uh, and that's about all it takes. 
So when Romania is making this more attractive for investors and for, for businesses to move in, um, they offer a really good tax rate. Because one of the problems, if, if I live in the States and in Romania, I will pay taxes in both places on income, even income that I earn abroad. So that becomes a double taxation issue and a lot of people back off at that point. What Romania has done is they have said, if you have a Romanian company, you will pay 3% tax on your income. Now, that's not going to break the bank. You know, that's money that I earn in Romania, and I will pay 3% tax on that. The, if we are successful enough or if we decide to hire an employee, that rate drops from 3% to 1% if we hire a, a Romanian. Uh, so, I mean, that makes it a little more attractive and, and, and less frightening with the idea of double taxation. And then there's the cost of living. The cost of living in Romania is quite low. Uh, everything that we see, it seems as though you can live, you know, once you're established, once you have a place to stay and once you have a vehicle and, and to live in Romania day to day, you can live there for $2,000 a month and live pretty well at $2,000 a month. Uh, healthcare, it's Romanian healthcare, but I can buy into the Romanian uh, National Health Program for $600 a year. I'd pay that in a month for insurance here in the States, particularly as a self-employed person. Uh, so there are lots of, lots of benefits, uh, apparent benefits to, to doing this. We would be even more remote because we would be in a place where there isn't a huge art market. There is a huge appreciation for art in Romania, but obviously the pe there's not as many people who have as much money to spend. But they're part of the European Union, and we can travel across borders freely because it's all one kind of economic uh, entity. And so there would be nothing for me to load up a van and drive my art to Berlin, to drive my art to Vienna, to, to Stad, to, to Paris. Uh, all of those things would be quite reasonable because Europe's not that big a place and I'm used to driving in Texas. Uh, I think I said last time, as far as I can tell, driving from Bucharest to Vienna is like driving from Houston to Dallas and I would do that in a heartbeat. But it's not all great, right? There are going to be some costs to living in Romania. It's a kind of a tougher place to live, uh, particularly as a foreigner. Uh, there's a lot you don't understand just because of the culture and the language. But there are things that services are, aren't as dependable, uh, though internet is. They have the fastest internet, I believe, in the world. Uh, we get about 300 here. Uh, I don't know if that's the speed, and they get like 16, uh, 1,600. The cost of monthly internet, high-speed internet, monthly, 
$5, $5 a month. Think about it. Uh, so yeah, it is cheaper, but there are costs. There are, the whole idea of, of customer service is not what it is here. Very often you're not able to find things because it's just not in Romania, uh, though that's getting better and better. Um, there's some corruption issues that go on, and sometimes that touches you, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but it, it could be an issue from time to time. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it's a little rougher. You know, it snows there, and they don't always clean the roads, and so you have to kind of make your way. Uh, if they're not cleaning the, the particular road that you live on, you may or may not be able to get your car out. Uh, but it's not... It's not, bad. it's not that bad, and it's much better than when I lived there before. So things are getting better. And I think the real concern, and I have to be really, really sensitive to this, is that I'd be going to a new place full of adventure and excitement. Bogdan's going home, going back to his family. And after being abroad for many, many years, like, what have we been abroad for? 20 years, 19, 20 years, something like that. Um, and going home to your family who haven't made the changes you've made in your life and haven't progressed in ways that you have when you've lived abroad. Uh, and that can be a downer. Sometimes family can, can really squelch you and, and hold you back and um, not appreciate you uh, and, and the changes you've made. So I have to be really, really sensitive to that. I think in many respects, Bogdan is more concerned about the possibility of locating in, in Romania than I am. Uh, but it's, it, it is exciting times. We're, we're getting packed. Everything's going to happen. We're going to take this trip, and we're going to find out a whole lot uh, and, uh, and see what we do to make the next steps. Anyway, that's where we are this week. So I hope you're having a wonderful week. Uh, let me know if you have any input, any suggestions, any experiences that, uh, that might help us out and that might add to this conversation, because uh, that's what I'd like for this, this uh, podcast to be, is a conversation between creatives and, and those interested in, in art. So thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you very soon. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye now.